welcome to episode four of the Syndemic Nerds podcast. And this week we're going to focus on the live action remakes of the Disney movies. Um, we've all been really looking forward to this one. And I think there could be some polarizing reviews. Uh, first up, though, a little bit of news. Uh, Cineworld has reopened today for work in there. But um, I'm not sure when I'll be going back, to be honest. Like, I might leave it a little while, see how it goes. Um, I also saw that Pixar have announced their latest movie. Well, not their latest movie. Soul would be their latest movie. But for next year, there's one called Luca coming out, which sounds quite interesting, which is set in the Italian Riviera. Kind of reminds me a bit of, like, Coco, but set in Italy. <laughs> and um, Olivia de Havilland passed away uh, this week. Uh, she's most well known for being in Gone with the Wind, but 104 is such an amazing age to get to, so fair play to her. Um, right, so on to the live action Disney's. Um, so we've obviously made our choices. Um, before we get on to that, I'm going to just put out some honourable mentions, see what you guys think of them, if you've seen them or not. So uh, there was Cinderella, which, um, you know, it was okay. I think it was one of the earlier ones when they started doing these uh, live-action remakes. Um, I like Cinderella, yeah, in all honest. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, I don't love it, but I like it. I yeah. think it's it's not it's not a bad one. I think it's a nice um, Sunday film, like you know, just one of those Sunday afternoons you're bored kind of films. Yeah, fair enough. Um, going back a little bit further, though, I did pick out another live action one I quite liked. It's um, mm-hmm. it's probably got its critics, but 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close as Cruella Deville. Oh, I think that bad. was like a great um piece of casting at the time for Cruella. Yeah, she really um. She nails that. Um, Alice in Wonderland, which was a Tim Burton one, which was like, that was okay. Um, Christopher Robin was a recent one. That was quite good. I don't know if you guys have seen that at all. No, I've not. No. Um, yeah, no, it's worth a watch. I mean, it's on Disney okay. Plus. So, yeah, yeah if you get a couple of hours, give it a go. And then there's some more upcoming ones. Uh, Mulan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a Cruella like spin off with Emma Stone playing the part. Little Mermaids, there's going to be a Jungle Book sequel, and then obviously we've touched on Hunchback and Hercules being done as well. So there's quite a big slate in uh, the upcoming years. I don't know when a few of those are going to be coming out, because obviously they would have put off filming for those due to the current crisis. So, yeah, there's plenty to choose from. Uh, We settled on our choices in the end, and without further ado, um, first our dislikes. For these. Yeah, let's do the dislikes. And I think, because he can't wait, Lewis is going to take it away with Lion King on this one. Right, I, yeah, this film, I'm going to compose myself. <laughs> because... As usual. Yeah. Well, I need to. I'm going to try and not swear. I'm, I'm going to see if I can do this entire thing without swearing. So it's going to be hard. <laughs> But we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, The Lion King. Obviously, we all know the story of Lion King. We've all seen it. Uh, it's basically Animal Hamlet. This version is genuinely one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> Even if it is a Disney film. They've completely got rid of all the emotions that you can see in an animated film. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it, like, if I was doing a five-star system, right, I would give it a star 
for its CGI because they do look like real animals. Like they are photorealistic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they've got no emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand how you can like because John Favreau, who I'm a massive fan of, and bless him, right? <laughs> um, he managed to do emotion and CGI animals with Jungle Book, which I won't talk much because yeah, I'm pretty sure it's coming up. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why couldn't he just do it again with Lion King? I don't understand it. I think they try to do it homage, especially with the music, but the music doesn't work at all, in my opinion. I think because they it doesn't all... work with the animals, or sorry. I think I think it's because the actors were chosen for their voice talent, not their singing talent. Right. Apart from, I know that Beyonce is in it. So apart from Beyonce and Donald Glover, who obviously is childish Gambino, but yeah, can you feel the love? And I'm, again, I'm probably going to get a shot, but I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan either. Uh, you, you said her own. I mean, you you can't deny she's a good singer, but yeah, it's yeah. not everyone's cup oh, of yeah, tea, she's is it? She's a good singer, but why is she completely overempowering my boy childish Gambino? Like. <laughs> There's no, there's no like kind of, it's like, I don't know, something's not right. It's like, yeah, let's get Beyonce in this film. Let's get her to sing as loud as she can. Oh. They, they got rid of the Be Prepared song, which is one of my favourite villain songs. No, no. That, what do you mean? That, that can't be. Have you not seen it? Have you not seen this I, film, I Rana? Not, yeah, I, I, right. I haven't seen it so, because of the reviews, but how could they have done that? They... They did that thing where he's doing like a military speech, if you will. So he kind of talk sings it. Oh. Yeah. So he's like he's like strutting around going, we must yeah, be prepared. Oh, like, no. Do you know what I mean? It's one of the best songs in the film. Yep. And scrapped it. Oh. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that part. No. I I remember sat. I almost fell asleep. And considering this is The Lion King and live action is meant to be a spectacle. It's meant to be an event. It did well. It did well money-wise because, let's be honest, people wanted to watch it. I because think, of nostalgia. Yeah, of course. And I think the promotional stuff went really well. I applaud them that they got a lot of like kind of black actors and actresses, a lot of African culture in the film. I applaud yeah. that. I think that's great. But I just think that they just completely... They've lit, like from quote from quote, it's the exact same. Mm. Maybe a few little odd bits and bobs, but you find you're watching the film, which is two hour, I think, yeah, an hour and 58 minutes long, right? So it's got about an extra 28 minutes, extra half an hour. But majority of the time, it's just seeing a CGI dung beetle push some poo. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Mm. It's it's not all just about like, oh yeah, let's create these photorealistic animals, which again looks good. But there needs to be emotion. Like the original animated film had the you know, kids were probably like in tears during the Mufasa Yeah scene. I'm gonna say that to to avoid spoilers, but <laughs> if you've not seen <laughs> Lion King, then I'm I'm g i am i will judge you a little bit. Um <laughs> But the Mufasa scene. Yeah. In this it's so shockingly bad when they're speaking. Their their lips don't match when they're talking. 
they the Hans Zimmer score is really good behind it. But I just remember watching that great Mufasa scene, you know, from the animated film, presented here in live action. And I thought, when they're not speaking, it's actually really good. <laughs> but then they open their mouths. <laughs> and you've got young Simba. He's like, Dad, where are you? And blah, blah, blah. He's going, Dad, Dad. In, the, in this version, he's just like, Dad. Dad, wake up. <laughs> wake up, Dad. <laughs> and you're like, what? And then you've got Again, they're all they're all talented actors. I genuinely just don't know what's gone wrong. <laughs> and Scar shows up and he's like, run and never come back again. That is how he says it. There is no like yelling. There is no they've like completely reduced Scar to just being a whiny bitch. Uh... Uh, and I understand if that's what they were going for. But in my opinion, it doesn't work. He's meant to be ruthless. He's meant to be, you know, he's meant to be Scar, I almost swore then. <laughs> um, but it's just crap. <laughs> like, and the thing is, like, right, so let me go back to the star system, right? Okay, so we got five stars, yeah? I'm going to give it a star for the score, Hans Zimmer score. I'm going to give it a star for its CGI. And I'm going to give it half a star for getting Donald Glover involved. And Beyonce, because, and I'm pretty sure actually today she's released a video on Disney Plus. Um, she did a she did an album, I think called Black Is King, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. Yeah, I've not heard it. But... No, listen to it. Even even before she did the, um, I'm not sure what she calls it, but the music video video series. All right. the, it's a live album, I think, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I was still listening to it and it was really good, but that's probably what all I would give it. Two and a half stars. Done. It's if that's you like not, it. That's not like, scathing. I thought you were going to say like you give it one star or something. No, you've got to uh, be fair, haven't you? Like it's yeah. not it's not one star, you know that because it does look nice. Yeah, no, uh, it does visually. It's um visually it's like fine. If, you, if you're lucky enough to have like you know 4K TV and stuff like that, it looks nice. But it's, I still recommend it. If someone said to me, what should I watch, the original or this version? I'd say just watch the animated version. It's so much better. Just, oh, yeah, it's classic. Yeah, it's 100% better. But, yeah, no, nah, that's pretty much it. That's all I've got to say before I go, you know, and call it things I shouldn't be calling on a podcast. Um, right, then. On that note. Um, yeah. Right. Got, yeah, what are your thoughts, though? If I can weigh in on this one. Go on, mate. Um yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it was like a carbon copy of the original. Yeah. And, wow, that was its downfall. It was just like, it wasn't yeah. bad film. It was just like watching, yeah, it was just like a converted no, see, I, animated I film. A bad film for that. Uh, it's not a, it's not a great film, bearing in mind how good the original was. Yeah. It's not a great film, but I've seen a lot of worse films. Ah, see, um, I, I don't know whether or not... Maybe I was too overhyped for this film. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, to be honest, but... but it I, is one of the worst films I've seen, in my opinion. Another reason why I, my viewing was affected, and I've probably moaned about this countless times before, is it's one of my worst experiences at cinema of people talking over it. Mm. So well, it kind yeah, of affected my viewing. this to me um, when you come out, I think. I can't remember if it was come out or just a couple of days afterwards. Yeah, uh, and I and I've had you know a fair amount of um, 
not not just yourself say it, but I think it's because as a kid's film, there's no colour. Mm. It's all just like sand. It's all yeah, yellow. Nah, I agree with that. It's definitely there's, um, there's not there to excite younger viewers. So you were probably finding a lot of kids talking through it. Yeah, mm. it was um, it was one of the worst um, cases for that I've seen, and the parents were there as well, and they were like talking to them and making it worse. So but yeah, because everyone, film... everyone's bored. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I think in that sense uh, that it's a copy. I think it just played it too safe because it didn't want to upset people. Where in yeah. the process, it did upset people. If yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. I so you. they were thinking too hard about what people were going to think in this one, rather than going yeah. with a, like a new vision, which I think in Jungle Book they sort of did. Yeah. Um, I won't go too much into that, obviously, because Lana, you're going to be talking about that a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, um, I love John Favreau as a director. Again, he did Jungle Book, and um, to me, it's a film. It exists, and then it, it came exist. and it sort yeah. of went. It had a lot of hype because of the it's original being so good. And then, um, yeah, it just kind of made a lot of money, I suppose. But yeah, I think yeah, out it's of not... all the films we're going to talk about, I'm pretty sure it made the most. Yeah, I can I can see that. I mean, it yeah. came out in like summer holidays, I think, and it did. Yeah. Again, anyone who likes the original was probably going to go and give it a try. There's probably a select few that might have avoided it, but yeah. Um, yeah. So overall, though, it was a bit of a disappointment. For just me, crap. just yeah. call it crap. Yeah. crap. What do you think? What do you think about that, Lana? Yeah, you're gonna watch it, Lana. Uh, no. Yeah, don't blame me. I've seen enough. Um, so it's yeah. not that I haven't seen any of it. I've seen like mm-hmm. bits, and I've uh, yeah, I've seen enough. And I I think, um, because you gave it two and a half stars out of five, I think mm. two and a half stars works if it's out of ten. Ah. Wow. You know, considering how how scathing both of you have been, it yeah. sounds because if you have three stars out of five, that's that's an okay film. No, you know? this is so, just... and this is not. Yeah, I'll change that then. Two and a half to ten. That sounds better. That, that sounds better. Hundred percent. Because yeah, and uh, we were. We when I first saw the trailer for this film, I I just thought, wow! And it's by the same guy who made the Jungle Book. I thought it's going to be brilliant. And then when it got closer to like when it actually came out, and I saw more trailers and more bits and things, and I started realizing something's yeah. going wrong here. Yeah. Something's not quite right. And cinema tickets are expensive, um, especially with. Um, if you want to see it in IMAX or, you know, and with this kind of film, they were recommending to spend as much as you can on it so that you could really see all the visual effects. Mm-hmm. What is the point of all these visual effects if it's hollow? Well, weirdly, when we talk about our films that we like, I am going to mention trailers and cost comparison in this one. Ah. Because yeah. you, you've got something there with trailers that I picked yeah. up on as well. Yeah. Yeah, there is something yeah. about that. Um, and um, so what we decided to do instead was um, the evening we were going to go and see the new Lion King, we just sat down and watched the original. <laughs> you know, you and we were laughing, we were crying, we were shocked at the uh, cruelty of Scar 
because watching it from um, as, as adults now, you really see just how cruel he is. And mm-hmm. Simba, being a child, he doesn't pick up on the cruelty as much. Just like a child watching the film wouldn't pick yeah. up on it. Yeah. But the way um, Scar twists everything to make it seem like it's Simba's fault and sets everyone up against each other. It's almost a little bit like Game of Thrones in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- I think, um, sorry, I think Scar, that character in the animated version, is just like the ultimate villain and Jeremy Irons doing the voice for it. I know we yeah. don't know any, well, we do know better now because obviously it's been done by someone else, but at the time I thought that was the great cast and he's got such a sinister sound to his well, voice. And I think yeah. that the casting of Scott in this film, in the 2019 version, right, was good, but they just for some reason said to him, tone it down. Yeah, that's like, it. Tone it down. I feel like, no, just give him, like the dude can yell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I totally, I totally get what you mean because I like the actor. Um, it's uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. That's for. it. Yeah. And um, let him act for goodness. I thought it was a good. Uh, I, I backtrack on my comment. Actually, at the time before it came out, I did think it was a good casting. I did. I thought but, um, it did really well. But no, yeah, like you said, it does feel like they've been reined in and sort of like said, like, right, do, do it. It's do like it they've this gone, way. Be more lion, purr a bit, yeah. be a softy. And I love that. I love it when um, you hear about directors going to an actor. Like you sort of touched on, you thought with Aquaman that um, James Wan had said to Jason Momoa, just do your thing. I love it when they do that. They they trust the actor that much. They just go, right, take it away sort of thing. And And, um, something else, Lewis, you said in... um, on your review and I think you really hit the nail on the head there like you started by saying that it is um you know based off of Hamlet Mm -hmm. right and that's the thing like this story it's not about lions is it it's about people yeah it's not about animals um unlike the jungle book uh, which I'll get into later. Yeah, yeah. But um, because it's not about the animals, having the animals be hyper realistic, and it it that's where you get the um, uh, that's where it's just incongruous. It doesn't work. It just no, exactly. It just why. doesn't work, and that's why the Lion King is crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand it. Yeah. I'm sorry, right. Disney. I love you, Disney, but Lion King, no. Moving on. So. I picked Dumbo as my negative. And yeah, I was a little disappointed with this one. Um, I love the original. Um, that's an hour long, whereas this one was double the time. So that was always a worry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got 6.3 on IMDb and then a 51 on Metacritic. So it's not really done like well. No, I, was, with I was looking at it and yeah, either side. The one with the lowest score. Yeah, um, for me, just didn't work. Um, I do like Tim Burton's films, um, but mainly his older stuff. But I think it's that thing now where he's made another film with that style. But it, it, if it had this film been made 20 years ago, I think it might have worked better. But it was like he was kind of going back to that 90s vibe. And I think that ship sort of sailed. Um, it was just too dark for me. I mean, Dumbo obviously has its dark moments, like you know, with his mum and stuff. That's pretty um, 
Sad. That's not great. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, and for me, this was just, it took it a little bit too dark for a Disney film. Again, you're saying about Lion King not really being a kid's film. I don't think mm. this was at all. Yeah. It's just a rehash. Like, And before beforehand, I was sort of like excited for it. Um, being a fan of the original. Um, but yeah, I mean, I touched on the length of it. It was it was just ridiculously long. Like I was probably about 45 minutes in and then thinking, wow, I'd nearly be at the end of the original now. Yeah. And this has really barely begun. And it's a lot of yeah. added stuff, which just wasn't needed. They changed the story at the end. Like, I mean, there's, they made like a theme park kind of thing and take Dumbo there and it all gets set on fire. I know I've spoiled it, but I don't mind to be honest, because it's just pointless. Um, I mean, again, the CGI in it of Dumbo is really well created and he's quite a cute little character. So I feel bad moaning about the film just because of him, really. But um, I just, I didn't, I know I keep saying it, but I just really didn't enjoy this one. Um, the original, short and sweet. There's a few songs in there. Um, you know, When I See an Elephant Fly, that's a great song. Is that um, in the remake? No. I mean, no, I don't I'm know if they so. like... Yeah, they, I, they might... I can vaguely remember they might just filled it in like the, mm. the song or something in the background, but there was nothing like, you know, that was a bit, although they're sort of a bit horrible to him, they the cartoon characters and their, mm. I don't know, it ends up being a bit of a light relief, doesn't it? When they're flying with him and stuff. Um, yeah. That's not really in this, you know, it's just, yeah, it, it's just not the same. And again, like, in contrast to the Lion King, this was like completely different, but this didn't work either. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, one bit of trivia I found out about it, which I thought was quite funny though, was um they had a swear jar on the set. Yeah. <laughs> and um apparently Colin Farrell was like responsible for most of the money in the jar once filming wrapped. <laughs> so I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. So I'm not recommending this one, people. Um what do you guys think about it? Or if you haven't seen it, like the original? Go on, Lonnie, you go first. Uh. Um, actually, yeah, with this one, I'm not um, sure because I, I haven't seen the remake and I haven't seen the original. It's one of those oh, really? Yeah, it wow. just kind of went under the radar. Um, so okay. I never saw it. Um, now that I have Disney+, Plus, I will w- watch the original, I think, mm-hmm. um, to see. Um, but uh, from you, your point of view, Rich, uh, the from a technical span, standpoint, why do you think, um, in comparison with the Lion King, why do you think it didn't quite work as a yeah as a live action? I think like it was the style for me mm-hmm. personally. Like I said, I liked Tim Burton's style for certain things, and very much like for his sort of nineties films. Right. Um, but cinema you know it changes through the years and the styles you know go with that mm. and this for me like i said if if it was made in like you know 95 or something like that i think it would have been a, it would have come over a lot better but it just didn't for this era of like where film is now it just felt like a backward step for tim burton but do you think it worked with the story or not so much. Like, do no, you think it, I mean, like it was clashing with it? Yeah, like I mean, like I said, they changed the story from the original. 
quite a bit. Mm. Um, and they had some like real sinister characters in it. I know again the original's got its nasty characters, but it's just done in a different way. I see. Um I guess from you're more from like Dumbo's perspective in the original, whereas this it felt more about sort of the people and Dumbo. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you know do you know what I mean? And yeah. yeah. So it was almost like this one was more like Dumbo Dumbo's owners rather than Dumbo himself sort of thing. It's um it's not the worst film ever, but it's not um it's not a great sort of homage to the original. Lewis, what do you think about that? Well, I've never seen it. <clears throat> right. I'm not gonna see it. Right. Oh no, I haven't sold it to anyone, have I? So uh, but you didn't it like it, I'm saving you two hours. Yeah, exactly. I was like, the film's over long. They got, I'm sure they got rid of um, Elephants on Parade. Quote me if I'm wrong, though. Yeah, I think, I mean, I I can't, I I think I blotted (laughs) out my memory, to be honest, some parts of it, because I didn't enjoy it. Well, I'm pretty sure they did, because I heard, why would they show a drunk elephant? Which I get. Um, I dislike that they got rid of the little mouse. I haven't seen the original for a long time, so... I don't yeah. know the names. Um, Again, he's a big character, really, in the original. Yeah. Like he's a big sort of mentor for yeah. Dumbo. So cutting something like that out completely. Yeah, it's just uh, um, ridiculous. I genuinely think this is one of those films where if they just did a live-action carbon copy and made it half an hour longer, it would have been a bit better. Yeah, you know you're right. In in again, in contrast to Lion King, had they done what they did with Lion King, I think Dumbo would have been all right. Yeah, exactly. I just, so, I just, I'm not sold. Um, it's like, um, have you ever seen an elephant fly? Is that the song? Yeah. We were just yeah. talking about that, how they got rid of that. Again, I understand why they got rid of it, but Disney could have done something to kind of highlight that that was the past. Yeah. And kind of, you know, hang on, I'm trying to word this carefully. <laughs> um, you don't do that, deal. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, my, my brain right now is going boom. <laughs> no, it's it's like yeah, it is in the past. You can't just kind of like hide it under the carpet. I think they've just gone right. Let's forget all about the original. This elephant's got big ears and it can fly. Do what you want. Because <laughs> I hear things like Tim Burton was a massive fan in the original, and I'm like, are you? Yeah, because <laughs> that's, so that's, like... that's how I feel. Really, yeah. it's like I mean. It's that thing, though. I guess this is his vision. Yeah. And it's, every time it's Tim like, Burton does a film, you can yeah. tell it. Like I said, it's got that. Um, he's an auteur, isn't he? He's yeah, like got I that. I genuinely think, though, yeah. there was studio interference with this one, though. I genuinely think that. I think You're Tim reckon? Burton. Yeah, because if you look at Alice in Wonderland, it's not perfect by any means. But nah. again, directed by Tim Burton, and you can kind of see that Disney gave him a little bit more of a leeway. You know, mm. thing with Alice in Wonderland, though, that's bonkers anyway. That story, yeah, exactly. But and it works. I think, it, yeah, it matches up with Tim Burton's sort of ideology, yeah. Whereas Dumbo, although there's a few odd bits, but he didn't like get the elephants a on parade thing, like that's a bit yeah. of a sort of like that's a trippy part of the original, yeah. So, like, why, that's not, you know, so what, yeah, why cut it out of the remake? Tim Burton but, would have been perfect to do like a little elephants on parade, yeah, for five minutes, you know, but. I don't know. I'm not. I, like I say, I've not seen it because just I'm not sold at all. Nah, nah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, so next up then, our final negative review of the Disney live actions. 
Lana's going to hit us with um, with a scathing review of Beauty and the Beast. Um, yeah, that's right. So, um, <laughs> gosh, so that's Beauty and the Beast. Um, as I always start, is a kind of 2017 musical romantic fantasy. Um, and I think from a technical standpoint, because them being live action, um, I'll start with the technical side first. Mm-hmm. I don't think it works um, because the tone of the film is very light and comedic and at times quite cartoonish. Yet the characters do not have the facial features or the movement to give them those the lively expressions needed for that tone. I get that. So, for example, the candlestick, his face is too small. Like, you, you can't um, quite... It's really hard to see what his expressions are, I thought. Um, the teacup and teapot, I thought they looked quite creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, it To me, it looked a bit of a... Like a case of... Um, Uncanny Valley, um, which is when you have, which is a reference to a phenomenon whereby a computer-generated figure or humanoid robot bearing near identical resemblance to a human um, arouses a sense of unease or revulsion in the person viewing it. Um, so they don't look in the original. They look like a teapot, and with a. a animated face you know but you see it's a teapot here they look like a teapot with a human face plastered on it mm. and it, it, it just looked creepy instead of sweet um so from a technical sp- standpoint i just don't think it works um the beast does look quite scary though so i will give them that so i think that my main reason to hate this film or dislike it is that it's a film that is an hour longer than the original yet it is stripped from any kind of soul character development and proper storytelling resulting in a dumbed down version that like Gaston is all looks and no heart. In terms of storytelling and dialogue I would say the it's just it's too cheesy uh, the jokes are really in your face um, the script felt like it couldn't decide whether it was a musical or a regular film. So you're painfully aware that you're watching that you're watching something as the dialogue is there for two main reasons, jokes or to introduce the next song. So you're never fully immersed in the experience. Um, in the original, when they're non when they're not singing, the dialogue is focused primarily on character and story development, and only then jokes. And in the original, we learned that, you know, Belle is lonely, she's odd, she wants to find someone to talk to, and that she she doesn't hate her village, which is, in the, in the new one, it's hard to tell what we learn, because most of it is in song and a little bit all over the place. In terms of plot and character development, well, here, here's a big one. They cut out that Belle is a book nerd who loves romance, fantasy, fairy tales. So, and, and instead, they made her a kind of inventor, um, even better than her father, because her father's supposed to be the inventor. 
Um, so by trying to make her this strong female character, whatever that is, um, they cut out the very thing that people loved her for and remembered her for. If they wanted to um, make her an inventor, you'd have to develop it throughout the whole film. You'd have to make the film kind of about that. But, of course, they don't. So it doesn't make any sense. It's neither here nor there. Um, whereas her bookishness in the original, it is developed throughout the whole film. In fact, it's central to the plot. Um, and here is an example of this that basically summarizes what the original is meant to be about. So in the original, uh, early on in the film, Gaston uh, meets Belle, grabs one, takes one of her books and starts flipping through it. Mm-hmm. And he asks her, why are you reading this? It doesn't have any pictures in it. And she says to him, use your imagination. And that encapsulates why uh, the film works, because it is her bookishness and love for romance and fairy tales that she's able to use her imagination, be more open-minded, and look beyond the facade. She knows not to judge a book by its cover. That's why she can see beyond the beast into the man inside. That's why she's special. That's why she's the heroine of the story. It's, it's central to everything that's meant to happen in the film. All of this was cut. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Um, moreover, she's not actually meant to be traditionally beautiful. In the new one, when they introduce her, the song um, announces that she's the most beautiful girl in the village. Yet, that's not meant to be the case. Her beauty is there, she's very pretty, but her beauty is hidden within as well, because she's, she's quite odd, and people can't see past her oddness. So, in the original, the girls who love Gaston are all traditionally beautiful. In the new one, they're made ugly, which again makes no sense. Um, so they're meant to be traditionally beautiful, and Belle is meant to be not very traditional. She's, her beauty is hidden. Um, and actually, she and the Beast have that in common. It, and that's why when there's a scene later in the film, like in both films, there's the scene in, with the ball. And she comes out in this beautiful dress. And that's when you realize that she's not just a kind of bookish nerd who's pretty, but she's, you know, a stunning beauty princess. So she's actually meant to have that in common with the Beast. And that's another reason why their relationships relationship works. Again, this was all cut. The village, oh, this this really, really bothered me. Um, In the new one, the village is portrayed as being very closed-minded and one that doesn't want little girls to read. Like, they make it a gender thing, like, little girls should not read. And I think that's taking it too far. in the original, they had a problem with Belle reading because she wasn't grounded. She wasn't in the real world. In the new film, they have a problem with general literacy, which makes no sense. Why would anyone have a problem with that? It, it doesn't make any sense. The village is not meant to be a bad place. It's just a little boring. It's too grounded. If you notice in the first scene when they introduced the village, everyone is doing a profession. Everyone is working with their hands. 
um, everyone is um, a tradesman of some kind. You have bakers, you have butchers, you have everyone is doing something practical. And in stark contrast to that, you have Belle who is reading. You know, she's not doing anything in their eyes. That's why they find it so weird and odd. Um, and her father, in the original, he's an inventor who hasn't managed to invent anything. That's why he goes to the fair every year. So it makes sense. In the new one, they cut that out. It's unclear why he's going to the fair. He's, n he's also not a very good inventor, but his daughter is, and yet the village hates her for it, even though the village is meant to be practical. So if she actually was able to invent something, they would have actually liked that because they're practical people, except in this one they don't. And it just, it, oh, my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Right, yeah, you, Lewis, you, um, yeah, you weigh in on your, your thoughts on this one then. Although I don't disagree with some of the things you said, this mm -hmm. is I I do quite like Beauty and the Beast. I think it's quite good. Um, the original or the new one? The the new one. Mm. I think you do like the original though, obviously. Oh as yeah, well. oh yeah, I like the original. <laughs> I like both. Um, but I just don't think this one's as bad. I think this is one of the one of the live actions that's got a decent villain, um, or a villain that's portrayed quite well. Um, I like the songs. I think because I like the songs anyway, I just like them that they've carried them over to the live action version. Um, I like the kind of choreography of the how they've done the songs. It does kind of feel very musical theatre in a way. Um, yeah. I like I like the colour sometimes. Of considering it's a live action film, they haven't just made it all one palette. Mm. Um, but other like, than that, like Lion King, yeah, exactly, bastard Lion King. Um, but no, <laughs> other other than that though, I do kind of agree with everything else you have said. So for me, this is more, oh, I don't know, it's a film that I will watch if I'm sick or if I kind of don't really want to watch a film. If that makes sense, yeah. I like just having it as background noise. Um, but similar to what Beyonce is doing with these um, albums, you know, she's making videos for each songs. It's like that. It's just a film that I can just kind of easily watch. Um, no. But the te <laughs> did you just, just it? It's not enough. I mean. Ah, oh, see, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it helps as well that I watched it in 3D at the cinema, and it was actually a really good 3D film. Yeah, yeah I um, coming out. At you. I was, yeah, I saw it in 3D, and I've got to be honest, I I quite quite enjoyed that. So um, yeah, yeah, I just think I, it's a, I just think it's a really uh, it's 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 a good film that I can just watch but not have to think about it. Does that make yeah, sense? That, that, that's yeah. the thing. You said two things. You said you'd watch it when you don't want to think about it, and you would mm. watch it when you're sick. So in mm. both cases, you'd watch it when your brain is switched off. Yeah, I mean that's not hard for me. Let's be honest. But... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I I just I don't agree that. You When's it switched on? To enjoy the film, like you need to put yourself in a brainless state for the film to give you any kind of enjoyment. I, I think then there's something deeply wrong. Um, really? It, I think. Fair yeah. Enough. Yeah. No, but um, no, I I know it's very similar to like I know it's not Disney, but like Transformers, mm. where I actually do kind of like switching my brain off and just watching a film. 
Yeah, so, some, sometimes you don't want to... Um, yeah, maybe maybe it's just know. the calming. Like, I just find it quite relaxing. You know, you can yeah. turn your phone off that's fair. and switch your brain off. But, then but to everyone's to got that, their own opinions and each to their own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm. But to add to that, the original doesn't require much concentration. You can just relax and watch it. But it mm. makes sense. Everything um, fits together like a neat puzzle. And it's warm and fun, and the songs are great, and it all makes sense. Whereas here, it's hollow, and they've ruined it by taking out the all the things that actually make the story work. Mm. So, it it would be interesting to see, like, if our listeners kind of agree as well. Because yeah, be I was looking on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes this morning with them all, um, and not to say you know this isn't a good dislike if you know what i mean um, you know everyone's got their own kind of dislikes and their likes i mean you might watch lion king lano and like it um, oh, i don't think so no <laughs> but you know what i mean um but this is actually one of the more higher rated that depresses me but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it would it, well that's what i mean it would um mm. yeah i was looking this morning i was like oh this is actually up there in 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 terms of like you know, critic review, critical reviews, and user scores and things like that. Right. My opinion on this one. Yeah, go for it, Rich. I'm going to piss Lana off even more now. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> right. Firstly, to begin, I love the original. Um, it is actually this could be one of my favourite films. Definitely one of my one of my favourite Disney's. And I watch it every year. And we got this little tradition. Uh, in my family where I don't know how it started, but even though it's not a Christmas film, there's like a little bit of a Christmassy vibe with it, you know, like with the snow and stuff like that. Um, So it's like a seasonal feeling. We always put it on in the background when we're doing the tree. And it's just a thing we've done for years. Like I can't, it's one of those traditions. You don't remember when it started, it just kind of happened and then it's happened every year. So that's just something little we do in our family. So yeah, I love the film. So it's got like a, you know, place in my heart. And I went to see the live action version and I was quite hyped for it because I get like that, like, you know, Lewis. And um, I didn't really like it the first time I saw it, to be honest, mm. because I loved the original so much. And then I don't know why I, I, I might have been in a funny mood that day. And Chelsea always, she always grinds me about this because now I really love it. Yeah. And I moaned about it when I first saw it and completely changed my mind on second. And I think I'll be honest, I think I've seen it about four or five times now. So that might shock you, Lana. Um, (laughs) It's it's interesting to have, you know, different views and not agree on uh, things all the time though, with the, uh, with this sort of thing. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the music side of it. Yeah. They have changed things up. Um, it's it's a similar flow of the story, but I, I get what you mean, Lana, with some of the things they changed, and I'd not really thought about it like that before. So I, I, I can see where you're coming from completely. And and I know different people when they they get different things out of different films, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um so I always think if someone enjoys something, then fair enough. You know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. So yeah, personally I quite enjoyed this one. Um yeah, I thought that um, Emma Watson did an okay job. I thought that um, Luke Evans was great as Gaston. I thought Josh Gad was pretty good as LeFou as well. 
so I think casting wise it was okay and um I also think I again I get your point with uh the facial expressions of the characters that are not human but at the same time I I think their voice talents like for me personally they came over quite well which kind of maybe distracted me from looking at that but yeah I I can get what you mean and I can see why some people would find it a little bit creepy as well uh, that's a that's a fair point it doesn't personally affect me but so i can see where you're coming from but this one i do enjoy and i would it's one i would revisit now and again just for the fantasy element and a bit of escapism with it really but it's not obviously as good as the original because that's oh. like a per that's a perfect film in my opinion yeah yeah the original is brilliant um i, I think that's fair enough you know if this film brings you joy or brings anyone joy great you know sure it's just i think for all the reasons i mentioned and there are many more i could go on for a lot longer i won't promise but (laughs) (laughs) um it to me it was just like nails on chalkboard every time i'd see those things um, but indeed, if you if those things are not that important and to a, a viewer and they like just the color and the song, then in that they did do reasonably well. So yeah, enough. that's it. I think and I think me and Lewis are probably we're definitely more on that yeah. side of the coin in that sense. Yeah. Um, like I said, different films do different things for different people. It sounds like something you put on your gravestone or something, but. Um, <laughs> So should we move on now to our positive reviews? Yeah. And try and cheer people up a little bit. Yep. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right. So, Lewis, do you want to kick us off with your positive review? Or not? Yeah. So my positives out of all the Disney live actions and my personal favourite of the Disney live actions uh, was a film that came out last year. I'm pretty sure as well. So we've we've highlighted basically all the films that come out in 2019 of Disney live action. Because uh, Lion King was the last one to come out, which was probably created fatigue. But this was the one that came out May time, I believe. Yeah, I think that. it was it was yeah, the middle one. It was the middle one, wasn't it? There was Dumbo, yeah. Aladdin, and then Lion King. I think. Yeah. So um, yeah, Aladdin. Uh, Oh yeah, I kind of gave you away. Yeah, Sorry, you did. <laughs> but no, it's fine. Um, no, I I personally freaking love this film. I watched it last night after coming home quite late, and it's um it's just I find this film just really fun. It's colourful, vibrant. They've added. I I gotta say I love the original animated version as well. Um, and yes, this film does have its flaws, but to me personally, it's got a lot more positives and negatives. The aspects again, like with all these Disney films, that they've added an extra 40 odd minutes onto this from the animated film. But with the 40 minutes that they've added, they've actually added some good elements of story. Uh, they've added a new song as well. I know that they did it with Beauty and the Beast, and if I'm honest, it's that's one of the song, one of the new songs in Beauty and the Beast just didn't work for me. But um, the song "Speechless" in this one was actually alright. And I think it, I think it's good because it's got you know Naomi Scott who is probably the one of the better things in this film because she's a good actress she can sing as well so they picked the right decision. Will Smith I think does a cracking job as a, as the genie filling in some big shoes, but you can see that he's kind of portraying the Fresh Prince of Bel Air a little bit in this film, 
Um, maybe a bit of Fresh Prince. I don't know whether or not you've both seen it, but Hitch. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, uh. yeah. I think he he's kind of balancing the two, to, but adding the genie onto it as well. You can tell though that he he's been scripted rather than kind of um, free flowing like Robin Williams would have done in the original, which is fine. So yeah, I'm gonna because we all know the story of Aladdin, right? Um, street urchin finds a lamp. Um, genie comes out of the lamp, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. There's a villain, tough bad guy, Jafar. Yeah, we all know the story. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to start with the positives then. So I've already mentioned um, Naomi Scott and Will Smith playing their roles quite well. Again, I think Guy Ritchie's done a decent job with the street urchin element of the story. I think the colour looks good. Again, I watched it on 4K and it just looked stunning sound quality all the technical aspects that we've mentioned that have been a bit crap mm. i think are a lot better in this film uh, and i think that might be because this is one of those films apart from maybe a bit of monkey business with the cgi there where the most majority of the characters aren't cgi it's actually like live action if that makes sense yeah well I mean, we know what you mean yeah do you know what i mean because obviously lion king People saying it's live action. It's not. It's CGI. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this songs are good, but I'm going to go to a negative now. The guy that plays actually Aladdin, he can dance and he looks the part, but he's not a good actor, in my opinion. And I also think they ruined Jafar um, yeah. from the original animated film. Jafar is bad in this. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say on Jafar He's just isn't bad. he a major character Jafar yeah and problem is I think with everything going on in the world they couldn't have a you know 60 odd year old man acting the way that Jafar in the animated film was acting in a live action film yeah because he's a bit of a perv like Frollo isn't he yeah, you know, exactly. I touched on Frollo a bit. Bit. yeah you just couldn't portray it but they're my only two negatives to be fair. So if we're going with the 10 star system again, yeah. I'm going to go backwards and just knock off two stars because I think they ruined Jafar and the actual <laughs> main character, Aladdin, probably could have been played a bit better in the singing you know, element and the actual acting element. Um, but other than that, I just think this film's really fun. I've, I watched it in cinemas like three times. Um, one with all my family. My family loved it as well. I think... I might have gone in a bit kind of, you know, eh, it's Aladdin, it's going to be all right. And then I come out and I was like, actually, that was quite good. And then it kind of just carried on from there. Um, I think the setting helps as well. Because I, I, one of the times when I went in, and I've seen a couple of them, but um, Bollywood films, we all wear Bollywood films. Yeah. 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 You can see that they've kind of taken some of the choreography and some of them colors i would say you know from kind of bollywood-esque films yeah i totally um, agree yeah and when i i think it was the second time i watched it in cinema uh, we had a lot of like bollywood audience in and they were loving it <laughs> oh brilliant like oh, nice they were loving like every moment of it and that's when i was kind of just like this has kind of a wide appeal and considering this guy richie you know he's a you know, his gangster films in his London accents. You know, he does all the hard films. Yeah. Uh, he actually just wanted to make a film that his kids could watch. 
And it done well. It's made like a billion. You know, it's Will Smith's highest earning film. Yeah, that yeah. surprised me in like no, the way just, the way it is nowadays because obviously yeah more more and more films are like hitting that billion mark, aren't they? I'm not yeah, saying exactly. Aladdin did, but they're getting you know films yeah. like that making a lot. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna go back to what I said about trailers. So the, you were saying, Lana, the Lion King trailer, you didn't do anything for you. Basically, you were just like, well, "Why would I watch this garbage?" Um, <laughs> Later on. Yeah, the very, yeah, very yeah. first kind of teaser I saw yeah. did hook me, but later on it it looked off. Yeah. Okay, so Aladdin kind of flipped it. Mm. So the teaser trailer was a bit so-so. It was like meh, but they completely won me over with the, you know, the longer trailer that they do afterwards. Okay. It's they made it very exciting and very kind of like oh this is different so mm. I would say to anyone that's like kind of like mm, watch the trailer for Lion King and watch the trailer for Aladdin and see which one you know yeah. you can kind of you kind of want to watch because for me Aladdin would win all the time right my opinion on this one yeah I know you don't like it no no well, not at all um so. Beforehand, I was a little bit worried about it. Um, I like Guy Ritchie, his earlier works um, mm. are, are brilliant. And then he did that King Arthur remake. He did, yeah. Which and I, I, I hated it. Like mm. I, I mean, I hated this film. I, I saw it in the cinema, and I just like I, I could have left, and I never leave. Yeah, but I really could have let. I just didn't enjoy it at all. And then, of course, yeah, I saw you was on to Helm Aladdin, and I thought, oh no, it's a similar sort of event, you know, an adventure type yeah, film. Yeah. I get um, it. I mean, you did like Sherlock Holmes, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But so I was hoping with Aladdin, he might redeem it a little bit, and um, he definitely redeemed it for me anyway. Um, That's good. I, I did enjoy this. Um, I loved the original. That that's a real big film from my childhood like one of the earliest i had on video yeah um i might have mentioned this before but my brother picked it up from someone at school like mm. and brought it home for me like it was like the best thing ever yeah yeah and um yeah again like i'm with you on the negatives like for me the, the two standout negatives are unfortunately aladdin and yeah i'm not sure if he's picked any other film roles up since um he's, he's not, just no. No, again, yeah, that he could dance, but it just didn't. He looked the part, but acting wise, didn't do it for me. And the other negative was, yeah, Jafar. I, I just didn't find him that scary. I mean, the animated version, he really is a. They've made him look really creepy. He, well, he is yeah. creepy. Um, probably scared me a little bit when I was a kid, to be honest. Especially like you know, towards the end sequence. Yeah, and um. But yeah, they're the, they're the only two big... And then again, the length, I might have probably cut it a little bit as well, to be honest. Like, it was probably slightly too long. Mm. Um, I liked Will Smith as the genie. I thought he um, he didn't sort of rip it off or anything. He kind of made it his own... I think it was a good tribute. And I, I think it had Robin Williams been alive to see it, I think he would have probably sort of, you know, given him a pat on the back for it. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. Unless, uh, unless Robin Williams actually would have had the role... Again, I don't know. We never Maybe. know, will we? Yeah, but that's <laughs> but, what I mean. Like, I think Will Smith did really well, considering. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Jasmine was really good, and I think it shot really well. I loved the intro when it's like going through Agrabah. Yeah, and um, it's like going up through the, uh, yeah, the, the palace with like Arabian Knights. Yeah, and throws um, throws a bit of meat at the yeah. tiger. It's just like yeah, I think the balance again, not too dark, mm-hmm. but it's still quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think it's fun. And, yeah, Guy Ritchie, I think he did right with this one. Uh, it's obviously, it's still with his. I remember him quoting like it was. Um, he was dealing with the same sort of character because he deals with you know like tricksters yeah. and sort of gangsters and like you said, he's an urchin. You know, he he was still a loaf of bread and not not think twice about it because of his position. And so yeah, I think he yeah, well done. Yeah, uh, enjoyed it. If I was giving it a rating out of ten, I think I'd probably go high seven but i think it's one that when i watch it again i'll like it even more and i'll see other little bits that i enjoy out of it so exactly, i think it's, yeah, I, I think it's um like being a beast as well and like so many of the others i think it might be a bit of a grower with me because I'll, I'll stop comparing it to the original and rather look at it as a tribute but yeah that's um that's my opinion on that one uh lana um well i haven't seen it okay. but um so far the re- like both of your reviews kind of Definitely raised some alarm bells if mm-hmm. if they can't do the main character and the main villain right, it's a little bit um, off putting. Mm. But I was really, oh, sorry to stop you, but I was really hopeful that you were just going to say from our reviews it was tempting you to watch it, mm-hmm. and then you yeah. said about the actors. <laughs> yeah, but carry on. Um, but yeah, no, but at the same time, I think. Um, the fact that you said it was quite fun and there's like Bollywood elements in it, um, which yeah. is really fun. That yeah, that sounds like it could it be is a good, good time. I mean, if you're thinking about watching it, watch the second trailer and uh-huh. just kind of see how you feel about that because it does make you kind of go. It is they've perfectly portrayed like what the trailer is in comparison to the film. Okay. It's like it's nothing's really changed, if you know what I mean. So you can kind of get an idea from the trailer. If you enjoy the trailer, then yeah, you're going to enjoy Aladdin. I think um, back to the um, back to the actors though, like because of the film and the settings and everything like that, you can sort of look past them not being great in that part. Yeah. If you're watching like a drama or like you know like when the films that be nominated for you know getting an Oscar buzz and the actors aren't doing that great then you're going to pick holes in it even more and it is going to probably ruin the film but with something yeah. like aladdin and things like that you um you can kind of get away with it if you know what i mean yeah any more on that one lana sorry um well i think i'll watch the trailer and see what yeah do it yeah Let's i go. think yeah i think um you could do a lot worse like Maybe. right shall i take the next one Wow, it's sort of my choice because I got my choice stolen off me by um, another one of our, um, one of my compatriots. But, um, <laughs> nah, I'm only kidding, Lana. Um, yeah, I've gone with um, Maleficent. This one is, uh, I mean, if you don't know, it is a prequel sort of spin-off of Sleeping Beauty. It made, firstly, it made $755 million at the box office, which I thought was quite impressive for this one because you wouldn't expect it to be sort of a, a, a massive Disney one but it did sort of kick off the live action um, era mm-hmm. um, 
It's got a seven on IMDb, which is sort of like a that's an okay rating really for something like this. I think critics weren't. I think critics were sort of divided on it. I personally enjoyed it, and it's another one where I saw it once and thought, yeah, it's okay. And then I watched it again, and it was like I had a completely different view of it. And um, again, I probably didn't compare it to the original as much, even though it's a prequel. You're still going to compare elements of it to Sleeping Beauty. So, yeah, it's Maleficent's point of view. Um, and you're a little bit more sympathetic. Well, you, you're sympathetic to her in this one because in Sleeping Beauty, I don't think you're sympathetic to her at all because she's, she's a horrible woman. Yeah, Angelina Jolie played the part of Maleficent. And I thought this was a perfect piece of casting. Like, if you've seen, I don't know if uh, you've seen a poster of it or anything, but she looks really good in this part. Yeah. And I think the costume, like, actually got nominated for an Oscar. So I guess that says something about it. Um, it's a really interesting twist on the story because um, you don't. You, the only time you see Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty, she's being pretty nasty to well whoever she comes across. This gives us like a backstory and explanation as to why Maleficent has sort of become as twisted as she has. You know how she came to be so evil. So I quite liked that. The setting for it is really good. Very like fairy tale like, you know, a lot of like creatures sort of dotted around and then you've got the three fairies in it again who are like the actors sort of shrunk, but that's probably sounds a bit crap the way I've just described it. But it's really not. <laughs> um Al Fanning plays um Sleeping Beauty really well. Um and I think, yeah, the interesting one about this is that um, King Stefan, who is obviously like the protagonist's um, father in the original, he is actually the um, the villain in this one. Um, so he's like uh, Maleficent's friend at the beginning when they're kids. He um, betrays her and it sounds really nasty, but he, um, he like sort of removes her wings. But he mm. removes the fairy's wings because that's like the worst thing you can do. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away too much more because, like, it's, if you haven't seen it, anyone. But yeah, that's the that's the basic premise. She gets betrayed by King Stefan, and that's why she wants revenge. So, in a way, you can kind of see why she would be so bitter. Back to Sleeping Beauty, I really loved the original. It's scary in parts. I mean, it was made in 1959, mm. so we're going back a little bit. Um, but I think again for that era, I think that was really well made. So this is another one that it's it's a bit different because it's not a carbon copy. It's not even a copy of the story as such. Yeah, it's a, it's a real different take. And I also saw that Guillermo del Toro was linked to direct it originally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro obviously did that Pan's Labyrinth and Hellboy, things like that. He's not done so many good ones in recent years, but... He's obviously got a few on his uh, sheet, and um, I think he probably could have done an alright job with Maleficent, but it's still um, it's still a good film. And on the flip side, actually, although I do like him, it might have sort of gone a little bit too dark for Disney had he taken it on. That's um, my thoughts on that one, Lana. Have you seen this one, or would you even consider it? Bearing in mind your thoughts on some of the Disney live-action ones. <laughs> um, actually, I have seen it. Oh. Um... Yeah, That's good, and, isn't it? yeah, and I've seen it at the cinema as well. Oh, nice! Very right. Yeah, um, 
And uh, I actually thought it wasn't too bad. Whoa. Um, yeah. Sorry, Sorry I was yeah. just fainted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think particularly because it um, specifically tried to be something different. Yeah. You know? Because both, um, uh, you know, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, it's still the same film. Just with stuff yeah. added in, a little bit of changes here and there, but it, it's still the same. Whereas here they are, it's a different story. It's like a prequel, like you said. Yeah. Um. So I think I think that means that you don't uh, have to judge it as harshly. It's more, it's easier to see it as its own thing. Yeah, totally. It's sort of like it's borrowed little bits, but it's taken them back in time, if you know what I mean. So there's less opportunity really to compare it to Sleeping Beauty as you would with all the other films. You compare them a lot because they're set on the same timeline. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Um, whereas here, I thought Angelina Jolie did a, a good job. I think she also said that um, she wanted a film for her kids. Oh, yeah. So I think it was... Um, yeah, it was similar in that sense. And, um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I'm not that keen on the story, but I I think I watched it through and I had a decent time. Whereas with Beauty and the Beast, I couldn't. And if I had seen it in the cinema, I probably would have walked out. Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah, whereas with this one, I saw it through and it was fine. So, yeah, yeah I um, think it's decent. Yeah, on the side note... Um, they did a sequel last year of Maleficent, uh, Mistress of Evil, and that was a bit disappointing. I think unnecessary, really. But we all know why they did it. It's because, like I said, the first one made seven hundred fifty-five million at the box office. So yeah. they knew if they put that out, that they'd make the money on it. Uh, unfortunately, that's just how it is. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't enjoy the second one at all, to be honest. Um, yeah, Lewis. Um, have you seen this one? I've seen, yeah, I've seen both of them. Um, it's, it's for me, it's all right, but I'm, uh, I like the original animated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do think Maleficent, kind of grown up, that Maleficent should be like a real evil character, and I just don't think she's portrayed in the film as a real evil character. I would have liked to have seen like her being really villainous. Um, yeah i can understand that like yeah. i can understand the, the the fact that maleficent is more of a um like i said protagonist in this one yeah, it exactly, wouldn't it wouldn't yeah. sit right with everyone because they know yeah. her as being horrible and it almost changes the whole look of sleeping yeah. beauty yeah. so it, it almost yeah. changes the story altogether so yeah. i can see why that wouldn't um sit well with it, like all the audiences i yeah it's got its fan base but i I'm just kind of like, if you mention Maleficent, you know, do I like Maleficent? My answer is just like a shrug and go, yeah, it's all right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's definitely not the worst uh, like live action um, remake. No. I'm guessing we're all going to come with that opinion. Yeah. Right. Right. At least Lana. It's not high end. It's not low end. It's one of the ones I probably would sit in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, out of the ones they've made so far. Like, I would revisit it every now and again, I think. Right, without further ado, the one that was stolen from me. Oh. <laughs> we've left the best till last with this one, haven't we? And we're, I think we're all going to enjoy talking about this one. So, right, Lana, do you want to take it away? 
Right, so The Jungle Book um, is a 2016 fantasy adventure film. Um, thank you for letting me cover it. <laughs> um, yeah, and... Um, my my pleasure. Thank you. And starting from the technical aspect again, um, it being live action and all, I think it works, and it works very well, because you have a human character as the focus, and you and the animals don't have to take center stage. They can be animated as animals in their own right. And they're also, they're not just people in an animal's body. They actually are meant to be some, something in between, actually. They're, they're anthropomorphized, but um, they are still animals. And in the book, they're very much animals as well, because... It, the the film is based off uh, Richard Kipling's The Jungle Books, uh, which is actually a series of different ta- uh, stories, uh, all within the same setting. And Mowgli is uh, just part of it. I think because of that, you have more freedom with the technical aspects of it, and you don't need to make the animals extremely expressive. So you don't have the problem that you have with Lion King. At the same time, because they're getting quite good at animating animals, you don't have the same problem as you have in Beauty and the Beast with it looking a bit creepy. So I think it works. And also the tone is uh, darker, more serious, slightly more adult, which means they don't need to have these extreme um, happy expressions, which again works better with the um, live-action animation. Um, my main reason to love it is that it pays homage to the Disney original, which was very heartwarming, but perhaps slightly bare in terms of story, while drawing more inspiration from the original source, which is the book. As I mentioned before, it, uh, the book, it, 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 it goes far more into depth uh, with the setting, the different characters, And I like that in the film, they uh, incorporated more of the uh, cast of characters. So you have Raksha, uh, who's the mother, taking a bigger role. You have Chill the Kite. He's not named, but he's in the film. He's flying and warning them, and he's got a big role in the books. And the elephants... Um, I know they were in the original as well, but in this one, they're kind of truer to what they're meant to be. These slightly uh, more godly uh, creatures, slightly yeah. mysterious. That um, the the tone they got just right. So, and even though the live action story is actually the same in concept as the original, so you have the journey to take Mowgli back to the village. The live action explores more of the themes and the setting in greater depth. So some of the themes that are in this are that it's about not fitting in and trying to belong, right? Finding your people. So as Mowgli goes through the jungle, he tries on different roles and different tribes, but none quite fit. And you see the pain that that brings him. The heartbreak as he try as he meets different people, that's emphasized more in this. Um, it's about learning who you are and accepting it. So in the beginning, you have Mowgli doing tricks um, or basically making human tools. Um, and the animals are not happy with it because he's meant to be more like a wolf. 
um, Mowgli, actually, his name, what it means is frog. Yeah, because uh, when he was adopted by the wolves, they looked at him, you know, he's a little toddler, naked, um, no fur, no clothes, nothing. He, he looks actually a little bit like a frog from a wolf's perspective. Um, so that, that that's what his name means. Um, so in that sense, he's he can't ever really be like the wolves if his name means frog. <laughs> um, but he... Throughout the film, he accepts being different, and the animals accept him as being valuable with his new skills, because there's a lot he can bring to the jungle. Um, so it's about making the most of your strengths rather than focusing on your weaknesses, something that Shere Khan does not do. So in the books, um, Shere Khan is also known as Lungri which is what Shere Khan's mother named him. And Lungri means the lame one, because he was born with a defect, which meant that he couldn't hunt properly. Uh, but that means that he grew up uh, bitter, angry, and always trying to compensate. And he always focuses on what he cannot have. Now, they don't tell you this part of the story in the film, but they show the, the effects. Shere Khan is obsessed uh, with what he cannot get. Um, he is trying to compensate by always um, trying to usurp power and dominate others, even though he himself is lacking. Um, and Shere Khan, interestingly enough, he does not have a tribe either. He He's a loner. He's a lone tiger. He's not respected among tigers um, in the book because he's lame in the in the film, because he's, he's, he's got burns and a horrible temperament. Um, so in some ways, he's similar, yet the opposite of Mowgli. So the two cannot exist in the same space. You can only have one. In the film, they've included the law of the jungle, uh, which is about being part of a greater community rather than just serving yourself, like Shere Khan does. So they're exploring all these themes that are in the books, in a more nuanced way, whilst giving you a great time. They, they kept it heartwarming and fun and inspires a new generation of viewers to rediscover both the original Disney and the book. So I couldn't be happier with that. Uh, what do you think, Rich? I think this was a great remake. Um, I mean, we've touched on it already a little bit while we've been doing the others, but um, I love this. Like, the first time I watched it, I thought, you know, I was excited and it didn't disappoint. It was better than I thought it was going to be, I think. Um, my negative would be Mowgli. I thought he was a bit annoying, but then I kind of find him annoying in the original anyway, so that didn't mm. ruin the film. Um, I thought the casting was brilliant. Um, you got Bill Murray doing Baloo, Ben Kingsley doing um, Bagheera. Idris Elba did Shere Khan really well. Christopher yeah. Walken, I thought that was a great choice for King Louis because he's sort of like a gangster in this one. And he's, you, I've not looked at it like that, but in this, you feel like he's like, you know, the big, um, he's like the godfather of yeah. the apes sort of thing. And I think Christopher Walken, like no one has a more distinctive voice for that sort of role. So I thought that was a great pick. And then, Scarlett Johansson playing Carl like, was a, a little bit underused for me. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen it past the credits, but 
she does a version of Trust in Me. She oh, does yeah. credits. Mm-hmm. And I think, although I know it would have been copying the original a little bit, I still think I'd like to have seen that in the film because it would have given her character a little yeah. bit more of a memorable Definitely. role. That and Mowgli are probably my only gripes with it. Okay. John Favreau, I think, did a great job. And again, that was why he was picked for Lion King. I'm not saying that's all his fault. We don't know. But I, 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 mean, I personally don't think it is. You know, but yeah. yeah um, but Jungle Book was brilliant i've seen that i think i saw a couple of times at cinema Mm. loved it um and i've watched it at home a few times i think as well um it's another one that i can quite easily revisit at any point it's just the setting the music you know it was a good balance of like using parts from the original film and creating its own originality as well i think they just got the balance they got the balance just right i think and I liked how the wolves had a little bit more of a bigger role in this one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what you said about Mowgli is quite interesting because he is, um, in a sense, in the Disney versions, both of them, they toned him down and they made him nicer. Flip and act. <laughs> yeah. Because um, he must be a right arsehole in the book, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of is in a sense because he's meant to represent um, these human qualities of, of fearlessness, um, arrogance, uh, cockiness, you know, and um, he can wield the red flower and he doesn't care about the consequences, he doesn't necessarily think ahead, you know, and the animals both fear him. But also some respect him and some see him as a potential asset as well. And But that's why he's not necessarily meant to be the most likable character. So they, they made him friendlier in both versions, which is a fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. Like I said, I, although he annoys me a little bit, and I'm not sure about the kids acting in this one, um, I can look past that. And like you said, if... Uh, the character anyway then that's fine the fact that you just said he's worse in the book yeah it worries me but also intrigues me and makes me want to read the book to see what you know to see uh the different side to it oh yeah i've never i've never i own the book actually and i've never read it so I, i might pick that one up at some point yeah absolutely like you might be shocked by how different it is yeah um, no, that's fair enough. But I think it, it's worth it because there's a lot of depth in the book, um, and it's it's very serious and it, it's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. So it also has um, incredibly touching moments, very moving ones. Which because they didn't want to go into you. Know, the, the really gritty, sad parts of it all, they, they didn't include in the Disney. But like I said, with my review, I think with the live action, they do such a great job of paying homage to both that I think it, it inspires people to go back to the book, which is great. Yeah, I'll definitely. It's on, that's going to be on my to-do list. Um, just touching on it, like you sort of implied that it's a bit darker in the book or more serious. Yeah. Um, that's obviously a trend with the Disney films. We touched on it in last week's episode when we were going through our animated cult classics where the original stories are a lot 
darker yeah. and then they they obviously tone them down for you know for disney audiences um lewis what's your thoughts on this one mate oh I, well i like the jungle book i think they found the perfect balance of the animated which is my personal favorite uh, I've not read the book, but I, I'm aware of elements of the book. And I think they just perfectly kind of formed this live action film that you can watch, you know, you can watch the animated version and you can watch the live action version and you can see the difference, if that makes yeah. sense. They've not just like added on stuff just for the fun of it. They've actually added elements which help with the story. Yes, um, yes. They've helped, you know, the music in there. It's nice that it's in there. It didn't have to be in there, if that makes sense. But it is nice that it is in there. Um, and yeah, I just think this film's really good. I think the voice acting's really great. I think it's colourful. I think it's fun. I think it's serious at times. Um, I think it's good for just both kids and adults. So yeah. What's your rating out of 10 for this one? Um, I'd give it a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah, I, I would have said a 7. I'm giving it a 9, Jungle Book. Okay. I loved it. I give the original probably a ten because like, oh, yeah, that's just like, 10. I love. Yeah, original. that's um again that's another one that I watched a million times when I was growing up, and mm. the songs are just amazing in it. Mm. Um, so yeah, but this one, yeah, for the tribute, it, it was um it was a good effort compared to some of the other live action ones. But yeah, I just love the escapism of it, like going into the jungle and stuff. And I think I might watch this one in 3D at one point. You really get immersed in it. Like, yeah, that you know when you're enjoying a film, you're just completely focused on that mm. and nothing else. So yeah, that sounds great. Just as a little question to wrap things up, have you guys been watching anything decent throughout lockdown last couple of weeks? <laughs> Lewis? If I'm honest. No. <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been um you've been a little bit busy, aren't you? Yeah, you're saying that, Lana, you've, you've obviously had to go back to work as well. Yeah, yeah. but I continued watching um, different uh, Ghibli films. Yeah. And whatever we feel like, really. So. Yeah. Um, you're gonna re- you're gonna review a Ghibli one for our next episode, aren't you? We're running out of time for something like that in yeah. this episode. But um, yeah, I've watched a few things in the last couple of weeks. Um, I watched the Animal Farm animated version, which was made in the 1950s, oh, late right. 50s. And um, I found out an interesting uh, fact from uh, yeah one of my um, friends on uh, the, in the Twitter sphere uh, at the Flicks. Um, it actually was made in Stroud, so it's only down the road from where I am at the moment in Gloucester. So that's quite interesting. Um, it was really good, well animated, but it's, uh, if you don't know the story, it's a pretty dark one um, by George Orwell. Yeah. Um, and it's got quite a lot of interesting messages related to like human society in it. So um, I'd recommend giving it a look. And it's only like about an hour and a bit long, so you could quite easily flick it on. I watched a terrible horror film called Starry Eyes. That's all I'm saying about that one. That was bad. Um, dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo. That was pretty good. I recommend that. It's it's a true story and you wouldn't believe that people would, you know, try and get away with it. So do a bit of research and see what you think about that one. And I also watched uh, the documentary by Michael Moore, um, Fahrenheit 11.9, which sort of touches on Trump and his sort of rise to power. And again, you just wouldn't believe some of the things that go, that go on in that. That's on streaming services, so I'd recommend giving that a go. I'll come in soon. There's not a lot coming out at the moment, really. I mean, the cinemas have opened, but... Showing uh, 
kind of films that wow lewis you can well at the moment we're just coming up showing classics haven't we yeah classic movies which yeah is i saw um, empire strikes backs on there so that's quite interesting yeah back to the future great film yeah yeah um yeah. although funnily enough like that's why i suddenly went quiet during this um apparently bojo's done a announcement that they're uh, reducing they're not going forward with like the next stage of lockdown so i didn't notice that yeah i but suddenly not, went I'm not, bojo's I'm doing not, a um like i'm not ready in depth yeah so but, it'll be um, interesting times going forward i think yeah the only other uh interesting coming soon bearing in mind we're on disney films and sort of like cgi live action mixes stuff like that there's one called the one and only ivan that's coming out on disney plus in the next couple of weeks um so it's a gorilla named ivan he's just trying to piece together his past as they hatch a plan to escape from captivity so I watched a trailer for it a while back and it looks all right, to be honest. So I recommend checking that out. It looks like it might be a bit of fun and it's like an original one. Could be right. Voice talents of Sam Rockwell, Angelina Jolie again, Brian Cranston, Helen Mirren, Danny DeVito. So there's a lot of names in there. Mm. So could be interesting. And you haven't got to go to the cinema for it. But yeah, pretty thin other than that. And like you said, if, um, if that announcement's been... Um, I haven't really talked. looked into it a lot more, but, but I'm going to might be tenor might be pushed back again for about the 20th time well it feels like we'll have to see eh? <laughs> yeah well anyway thanks for listening again um keep an eye on our social media for what um our next episode will be about um we'll have a deliberation on that one and see what we can come up with but there's plenty to talk about yeah thanks lana thanks lewis really enjoyed it again mm-hmm.